Hello and welcome. I'm Danner. And I'm Janner. And welcome to Mama's Boy, a mother-son podcast where we have mm, slightly unhinged conversations about life. Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Good. Good afternoon, mom. Good afternoon, audience. We are back again. Thank you for joining us again. We're back again. So I was at the gym um, the other day. Yeah. Well, two days ago. Was it yesterday? Two days ago. You're always at the gym. I am at the gym a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's my I, happy place. That's I, why they call it the Iron Church. Really? Yeah, if you ever hear that, the Iron Church. I've never heard of that. Yeah. You know what I think about the gym? I never attend the Iron Church. Well, the thing is, people say it's the thought that counts, right? They say <laughs> they say that about presence, and I think they say that about the gym as well. The, that it's the thought. You yeah, know, it's the thought I think that, that I'm more exercising my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so to me, that's burning so many calories because my mind is always going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But anyway, what happened at the gym? <laughs> Lifting weights. I get into a weird zone where I just lift and the song's kind of on, but there's that moment that hits where you're just really into it, you know, and like you just feel good and you're kind of sitting in a mirror and the pump's going, right? Yeah. Veins are popping out. You're feeling, you're feeling huge. Mm-hmm. You're feeling swolled mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. And I was fully, fully in that moment. And you're I was fully fe- stuck. Yeah, okay. I was feeling good. And I'm nodding my head and this song's yeah. just going. And it's yeah. really heavy bass. And so it's just, I like that. I like when it's like really just in my ears and at that, right? So anyway, my point is I was feeling good. I was You're feeling really- Feeling the moment, feeling the, yeah. Yeah, I was feeling good. And I kind of like pulled out from the zone a little bit and started hearing the song. It was violent. It was really, really violent. And I kind of, it kind of shook me because it was just going, it says, if you want to die today, put your hands up. If you want to fucking die today, put your hands up. And I was just walking around, nodding my head to this. Like, yeah. yeah. Feeling strong. Yeah, Feeling I felt strong. really good. And like, it was like really die. bass, but it was like grungy. It was like, if you want to die today, put your hands up. <laughs> it was funny because I was just so happy to be there. I was so happy to just be in the gym. I was like, man, I feel good today. And I just, the lyrics, I I didn't pay attention to him at all. If you want to die today, <laughs> I was like, "Wait a minute! I don't want to die. I'm not here to die." And it started about to die. Yeah, it started talking about like rapey stuff, and I was like, oh. "I don't know how I got on to this genre of music. It oh. was really aggressive and really not okay." <laughs> what did you do? Yeah, like, where? How did I get here? How did I? <laughs> so, so, did you just turn it off? I didn't and start started? here. Yeah, I restarted it because I, I use YouTube Music, and it just I set it to my playlist like my mega playlist yeah where it just shuffles through stuff and a lot of times when i'm at the gym i tend to lean towards heavier music it's not always aggressive lyrically yeah but it could be a heavy rap or heavy just really and i what, guess i guess aggressive beats would yeah. be it and that's why i was kind of sucked into it and, but uh and that's what gets you pumped up yeah that that heavy yeah because when i'm when i'm running i like really melodic stuff i like trancey kind of music okay like, like what t- what's trancey i have no idea what you're saying yeah 
<laughs> it's probably a little outside of your scope. Druggy, sort of trancey music. It's kind of has a beat that just kind of flows. Is it is it mellow? Yeah. Oh. I call it mellow. Well, the runs really differ. Like someday, like today's run was really, it didn't matter to me much what was playing. Like my mind was just going. My mind was crystal clear. It was just moving. So today didn't matter too much. Yeah. Some days I really need the music to motivate me. And if you know anything about me, I'm very much a music person. You really are. Yeah, I'm obsessed with music. Like I won't, I won't drive until the music's playing. I think that pisses off a lot of my friends because like, let's go. No, no, no. Not until the music's going. The music Can we playing. drive? Yeah, the music yeah. has to be going. But yeah. So are you saying though that you don't like the silence? You don't like to keep silence. It when I work out. Anytime? No. Silence is good. Okay. So you don't have music going all the time? Most of the time. Damn near close, though. Like, I can, I, I don't know, I can sit in silence, but I think I'm, like, music drives my mood heavily. It heavy drives my mood. So, I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. That was really good. That calmed you down and made you work out more. I saw oh, you man, I was swolled up, though. <laughs> Whatever happened, I was swole head to toe. <laughs> so maybe. I'm not going to say no because it worked. I just wasn't. I was. I I had gotten past that point. So it's kind of like music got me there. Okay. And then I was fully in there. Okay. I was in the zone. Okay. And then that's what I'm saying. When I kind of pulled back, I went, oh, what is this song? This is all right. And then I really listened. It was not all right. Yeah. It was far from all right. Yeah. I was almost in, I was almost embarrassed to be to be walking around the gym head nodding to this. It was that aggressive. I was like, "Mama raised me better than this. I'm not ready to die." There was a point in my life, not now, not now. Not I'm happy. Now. Happy happiness is right now, and I had to change it to some just upbeat like, "Here we go today, ready to put our shoes on." It was some snappy like I don't know. I had to way pull out of that. But yeah, like a lot of times when I'm just listening to music, it's um, I don't know. It just it it. It, I glide. You glide with it. So when you work out and you're, you're like doing lighter weights, that's when you're doing the heavy beat song. But when you're running, you do something more ethereal. Definitely. And it's weird. Okay. It's weird that I notice when I am lifting weights. So there's the runner's high, you know, that people always talk about. Your brain's, yeah. your brain's flooded with endorphins and all the happy stuff. I so don't talk really about happy. that, but go ahead. <laughs> but you know of it. Of it. I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. You've thought about the endorphins flooding your brain. Uh-huh. Again. Okay, go ahead. Perfect. So here just you like are just running. like you thinking about the gym, you've thought about it. But <laughs> so there's here like, you are running. Uh -huh. Yeah, there's like the runner's high okay. where you get the runner's high. You get right. happy. Things right. feel good. And you would think that would translate to the gym, but it doesn't. It's weird. And here's what I compare it to. It's okay. like it's like when people say there's like beer drunk and wine drunk and tequila drunk. Never heard of that experience. Really? No. Yeah, there's there's like a different in alcohol and how it affects you. And I believe in that 100%. Tell me about like, each one. Tequila, tequila drunk, I, I'm like a party animal. Like I will get down and clown and it's on. It's fully on when tequila's on the table. Okay. Beer, I'm kind of an aggressive drunk. Like when I have beer, I, I will get like, hmm, I'm ready to fight somebody. But I don't. You know me. I would never fight somebody. No, I've wouldn't. never been into a bar fight. No, 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 so, so me saying that is like, yeah, it's a weird kind of drunk. Like when right. I'm slamming beers, it's like a weird aggressive Dan. And yeah. wine drunk is like, I feel like dopey yeah. from, from the cartoons. You know, I'm okay. just like sleepy and kind of 
kind of dopey a little bit, like, ah, oh, I'm wine drunk, almost silly. Okay, here's it. a question for you, though. Yeah. Because you drink those dr- different beverages in different company, in different scenarios, do you think that has a play into each kind of drunk? No. Like, you wouldn't drink tequila with me on the back porch. You'd be drinking maybe some wine with me or something. And so the situation is different. It, true. True. But I don't think so. Okay. Because, well, and I look a lot like going out with friends or something, right? When you switch up your drinks, there's really a difference in mood. Okay. And so, but usually my point is like, you're going out with friends. You're kind of in the same environment. It's kind of the same people, Okay. you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of switches up. And I think a lot of people would agree. There's a difference in alcohol. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. I just, I've heard it a lot. Well, I'm just a wine drinker. Yeah, I know. You're so I've, Chardonnay just, all day, baby. Yeah, so I would just be a wine drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is okay. Yeah. Yeah, you you found your you found your lane and you stick to it. I do. Yeah, you Chardonnay from a box, uh-huh. Boda Box, if you're listening. Yeah. Mad sponsorship opportunity. I love the buttery Chardonnay. Buttery Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are feeling like um, sponsoring anybody. It'd be me. It should be this Okay, podcast. this would be right. Not just me personally. Well, you, because I don't drink now. No. So you will but fully, I definitely fully be sponsored by Buttery you, Chardonnay. If you will look at your sales in this part of Colorado, they are way up. Sky high. Oh yeah. Sky high. <laughs> no one does it better than my mom. <laughs> but it, what I was saying too was like, so I run, right? And it's okay. really like euphoric and happy. Yeah. And when I weight lift, it's really, it really is like an aggressive thing. Like I feel better at the end of it. Right. Post-workout. Uh-huh. But in the middle of it. I, yeah, it's like running. I'm happy lifting. I'm aggressive. I can see that though. I I think there's more, I think there's more, you're, you're the medical side, but I think there's more like testosterone released while lifting Mm -hmm. because you're kind of in this alpha zone Mm -hmm. where you're silverback gorilla. I'm a big guy. Like, you know, but running, you're just kind of, you just move. You're with nature. You've got a, you've got a certain step that you're pacing. Yeah, you hit a rhythm. Yeah, no, I definitely can see that, mm-hmm. that you want different music. Yeah, so it does, mm-hmm. it does. Cause oh. like, it'll get really aggressive in the gym. And like mm-hmm. I said, it clearly took me down a path I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't quite ready for. Yeah. yeah, tell me what kind of exercising would you do to say, I don't know, Josh Groban, you raise me oh. up. You named somebody that was a person. So I got really confused. What exercise would I do to him? <laughs> My no. mind, I know my mind went really no. sexual on that one. What? No, wait, no. <laughs> what kind of exercise could you do to Josh Groban? I see. I could run to Groban. Oh, Gro- could you? Running is a very, it's just, you hit a pace and that's why, I mean, not always, if I needed motivation, mm-hmm. Groban would be at the top. But like I said, today's run was very like, it didn't really matter what came on. I was listening to a whole host of things. Okay. And that's why it was weird that I got down dark alley on that one, because yeah. a lot of times, a lot of weird songs will just play because my music taste is everything but country. So I'll hit like Rainbow Kitten Surprise, you know, one of my favorite bands, all the way over to Ghostface and, you know, just opposites and it's weird. But I could run, I could run to Groban. Sun shining, birds are out. Yeah. Josh 100%. is singing in your ear. 100%. I yeah. I ran today. I closed out my run to um, Bon Iver's Skinny Love. And I know I do what that is. You probably do. I do. Come on, skinny love. What do we have here? Okay, probably I've I heard saw it. you're wrong, but it's like yeah. it's just like a acoustic, and it's like come on, skinny love, and it's just like all sweet and gentle. Okay, and I was closing out my run to that. Okay, yeah, all right. I can't recognize it with you singing it. I know, I know, because I got 
zero musical talent. Zero. For you. My children have zero musical talent. You can, mm, yeah. You so. can play the piano and sing. It's one of my favorite things. Yeah, but but yeah. I don't know. But I enjoy music. No, you do. So when I, sometimes when I listen to music, I listen to it in the background, and my brain is going, and I'm not hearing the words. But mm. you always hear the words. Mm-mm. You Clearly, don't. I don't. Oh, okay. Because I was weightlifting, I didn't hear those words. Okay. I had to, I had to pull out to hear those words. Okay. okay. And I had to pull out. But, oh my god! Because it wasn't until I was like, "What is this song? This is kind of good." Like it just was going. But um, sometimes I don't. But yeah, when I'm here at the office or you know, almost doing anything, I've got music playing. Yeah. You know, like when you leave for work in the morning, getting ready for the gym, me- immediately music comes on. Mm-hmm. Music's on. Music's on in the car. I immediately switch my headphones into the gym. Driving home, I get home, I put it on while I'm in the shower. I'm in the shower with my music, get out, music. And then just basically constantly all the way through, I'll drive into the office, I put it on, we put on the speakers here, I'll put on some vinyl and I'll just listen to music in the background. And then all of a sudden I'll take off the vinyl and put on something really heavy and I'll start dancing because it shifts my mood. <laughs> and then I don't, I just, I keep it going all day. And sometimes I really like, I need to, I need to sit in some silence. I'm very comfortable in the silence. I don't like background stuff going mm-hmm. on. I don't like the TV going, that type of thing. And maybe that's, I wonder why you like to have all that background stuff in your brain, but I don't. It depends. Okay. Because if I start really focusing on something, I do a lot of times need to shut it off. Like when I get really into something mm-hmm. there's been times where i'm like i can't think with all this like i need to i need to close it off when you were studying in college wait i'm assuming you were studying in college Oof. when you were studying in college did you study with music yes i could not do well, that again kind of depends i would say i said yes so quickly because i did a lot of the times uh-huh. but i if I, if I had to read segments of a book or like pulling that stuff out, uh-huh. you know, like typing papers I can do with music. I can do some light research with it. But when I really need to like pull out of a book, like sit and read a book, I couldn't. Oh, unless it had, it was lyricless. Okay. We should, I need to research that. How some people can concentrate with music. What a friend that just texted me the other day said her TV broke. And she said, I've been less productive because my TV broke. I just don't get it. Now that, that one was a little weirder to me because TVs really do it for me. You know, ADD. I if there's visual and audio, I'm I'm in on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't I didn't understand how she was doing less productive work with yeah. a broken TV. She goes, as soon as it was done, I just I don't know. I needed more breaks. I didn't know. I like, do you think maybe she's too much into her mind because the noise maybe it. Uh, blocks out some of the noise in her head. Now, I'm just guessing because I'm not a noise person. That's what I think. You think so? Oh, yeah. I think it it's almost works like a fan for people, just white noise. Okay. Like oh, when that you makes put it sense. On, yeah. And then when you kind of fade out, it gives your mind a mental break because then you look at the TV and then you're break and then you're back into it. And it's okay. kind of like a fan in the background. That does make sense because I do have white noise when I sleep. So. Yeah. Okay, so I think so. Just sense. like some people can fall asleep with a TV, that's something oh, I could never Cannot, cannot. Oh, my gosh. No, I, I focus on the words. Cannot my ex is used to watch. TV before we go to bed. I was like, I hate this. No, I can't. Like, I, oh, yeah. I had to like crawl under the covers and block my ears. Like, what oh. do it's so stimulating. No, oh, it is. Know. Yeah, you're not supposed but to. But then do again, it. here I am scrolling TikTok at night for like an yeah, hour. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, shit just is flowing into my eyes of just garbage, just internet trash, just in my face. It doesn't that stimulate you and you can't fall asleep? They're saying you shouldn't look at your phone or anything. Yeah, like I have the blue light filter on for my eyes, okay. but mentally, it's no good for you. 
Yeah. We all know that. It's not good for you. Yeah. Because yeah. it's just, especially those sort of things, like TikTok and Instagram, where it's just forever scrolling. Yeah. It's just so mind-numbing. And it's weird. You kind of shut it off for a bit and you get out of it. But music might have that same effect. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just... It really just does drive my emotions. I feel like I almost just have to like listen to myself more. Yeah. When it's off. I don't know. It's it's a weird thing to describe. Cause when it's I'm fine sitting in the silence, but sometimes then I get kind of lost in my head where the music's like, all right, like we're upbeat, we're moving, we're moving, we're going, we're doing this, we're working, we're working. So, so. can you get out of a bad mood by listening to a happy you can? Oh, that helps yes. you. Oh, all the it's like my only way. If I'm in a bad mood or angry or whatever, I, music, I have to put on music. I have to. It's like the only thing that does it for me. I mean, I can sit and think and I like to do that, but I just. No way. It would be. We should pull up some research on it because it's yeah. just music is fascinating to me and what draws in people and all that. But yeah. I just I thought it was kind of funny. I meant to tell you, especially as my mom, because that you're the first person I thought of. When it was just so aggressive. I'm like, well, what? Yeah, you're going to die. And there's some stuff I'll tell you. It said off mic too that I, I just like, we have weird, crazy conversations on here. But what this song was singing was worse than I can even say on this podcast. How did those, I guess there's no censorship when, when artists release stuff. I guess there's, you can do what oh, you can do whatever. everyone. Now yeah. on the radio, I think you probably are censored. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I started tuning in, I like, just for those of you that know, I told my mom off mic what it was saying. And I'm appalled. It is. I was appalled. And you were just asking the question, though, like, how can they say so? I guess, yeah, it's just they might not be picked up by records. I mean, there could be some record companies that say that's too much. But yeah. again, it was too much for me. Yeah. And I'm usually <laughs> I'm kind of whatever flows that way. And I went, how did I get here? So I thumbs down. That okay, good. so that it won't play me that type of music anymore. Because well, even for me, <laughs> here's a question for you. Then, um, do you think there's any relation to those type of songs then and violence? Uh, people who then act on that, and I don't know. I've thought a lot about that, and there has to be research. We have to come back to this because okay. that's so fascinating. Because I my off the top, I want to say no, because I I used to think maybe yes. Right, that there'd be a correlation between the two, mm -hmm. but I don't think so. And here's why: because at least for me personally, music is that channel, right? So it pulls the aggression out of me. So when I'm feel like if I feel aggressive, that kind of pulls it out of me. Like I'll listen to a heavier song or I'll do whatever, and it doesn't fire me up to go be aggressive. That's because you have a it, normal brain. It releases for me. Okay. But do you think in some people it, it yeah, hypes them up and say, yeah, I think yeah, so. I'm going to go beat that bitch. <laughs> I think so. I, it's it, Well, there's de definitely. The answer to that is definitely. We need to there's a lot of weird people in this world. Oh, there are. So the answer is definitely. Yeah. Because people get it from video. People get, get fetishes. Look at all that weird stuff. People just have a scope and... Yeah, there's there's too many of us, and there's there's people that it absolutely does. Well, just here we uh, we lived through the Columbine era. Yeah, and uh, they were blaming the kids wore those uh, tr trench coats, mm -hmm. and uh, they were blaming the Matrix. So those, oh yeah, because right around yeah. that time, huh? Uh huh. So those mm -hmm. type of influences. So I'm and sure, video games, yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure songs can influence people. Oh, I mean, it brings you 
you just said it brings you out of a bad mood by listening. So people who are have got to screw loose anyway. Well, it definitely it makes me aggressive. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. But that's how I channel it. Like it's weird when I'm when I'm lifting or running. Like I'll have insanely violent thoughts when you're running. Either one when I'm working out. Oh, okay. Or not always, but I'll also have insanely sad thoughts or absolutely manic happy thoughts. But it's but that flow of emotion, I I always I call it the release. That's was my term for it as I run. It's the release. Or as I'm lifting, it's the release. Cause I used to like so like, oh, why am I thinking about that? Or like if I had a boss I hate, man, like it would just slug him in the face. You know, like those yeah. kind of thoughts. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, why am I thinking of this? And I realized that's my emotions coming out. So instead of like trying to stop them, like, oh, why am I thinking of that? I would just think it through to fruition. I would think it all the way through, even if it was sad and I was tearing up or if I got really angry about something. Like for some reason, I was working out the other day and I thought about that Will Smith thing. And it was, it, it wasn't the celebrityism of it all, but I just thought about, man, if somebody hit somebody I knew and, and I, you know, I go down those paths, what if they hit my mom or what if they hit my dad or, you know, and I start, get real tense and I hate it. And then they say, no, once I've thought it through, I feel better. I feel way better because I let that emotion flow through me. Mm-hmm. That's healthy. Yeah. It, it took me some time because again, when it got really violent or stuff like that, I, I just stop. Like stop thinking about it. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. You know, but you have to let it kind of pour through you. And so music would do that sometimes. Like a heavy song would come on and yeah, you think, oh man, you know, I'm kind of feeling aggressive. And so, yeah, maybe if you, yeah. like you said, you had to screw loose, it could influence you to do you. something weird. You could latch onto that. And mm-hmm. and some of those songs, I mean, cause it, it plays the algorithms online and all the music stuff are weird these days because it plays stuff that it knows you'll listen to. Okay. So I started getting songs kind of down that genre. That was the worst of the worst, but I kind of got songs down that corridor. So if you dislike it, it won't play that song anymore or that genre anymore yeah dislike it like really takes it off the table but a lot of songs like if you just kind of let it play it thinks okay he liked this song play more of that type and Mm -hmm. he didn't skip this one so play more of this type like the algorithms are super weird but um it it played some like that and um yeah it just it made me it was really weirdly aggressive but yeah i i can see though like your dad knows when i'm in really irritated with him because I go play the piano. Now, I don't always play the piano when I'm irritated. I play for pleasure too. But when I'm irritated, I head to my piano. So I yeah. get that, that. And I think for you too, that's a, it's, it's, it's a combo. It's the music. You love the piano, but it's, it's focusing too because you're moving your hands and you're yeah. kind of fully engaged with the piano, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 So, and I can kind of let go. But we should do an episode on music because I think true. it's fascinating. I, I've always just been fascinated by music because some people just don't care for it. It doesn't do anything to them. And that blows my mind because yeah. music is my life. Music is my everything. And and you're not even, you weren't, you're not even a musical person. In, in other words, no, you, yeah. don't, you don't play an instrument. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be considered an audiophile. Like I'm not obsessed right necessarily sound quality and the dynamics of it like my friend but my friend skittles yeah. <laughs> skittles, skittles you're back bud you know who you are you know who you are skittles, skittles. Uh, mom mom calm down mom <laughs> um but he he's like an audiophile he's a radio guy he loves that that portion of it like uh-huh. he likes music too but he he likes the dynamics of what it actually is right and so for me it's just music you know it's just 
So you can still appreciate it, even though you don't have a musical background, yeah, which some, is great. And some people just don't. Yeah. They just don't care. They yeah. don't care about and that. That that one tweaks me out. People that just don't care about music. But you know, we've always talked about what have we always said? What have I always said? Everybody has their niche. Oh, of course. And so, like for instance, art. I know nothing about art. I can't appreciate it. So, and some artists out there are going, "What do you mean you can't appreciate art?" So I can see why some people can't appreciate music. Art is art. <laughs> Art, art is hard. Yeah, art is art is my heart. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm um, Art is hard for me as well. Yeah. That's just one that's. I, I appreciate when something looks like it took effort. Yeah. But art on the surface, if I don't know the background to it, it's so hard for me to appreciate. Well, like going to, if if I were to go to the Louvre, and see the Mona Lisa, I couldn't appreciate the Mona Lisa. You know yeah. what I mean? No, nope, I'm with you because I went to the Isabella Stewart Gardner Museum in, oh, in yeah. Boston. Yeah. What was cool about that was like basically the entire place was a museum. So the furniture were antique pieces. I mean, every single thing in there was a piece, was a collector's piece. And it used to be her house and it was a private collection and they didn't have covers over it. So you could walk up and touch it. They, you wouldn't, you don't. It's a museum, but I'm saying, you know, usually it's in glass and all that, but right. it was right. You can come face to face and see the brush strokes. It was cool, but I, I, I felt almost disappointed myself that I didn't think it was as cool as I thought I was going to think it was. Yeah. And I think that's how, like the Mona Lisa example, where it's the Mona Lisa, you're supposed to get pumped on it. Yeah. That is. And then you walk up and you're like, well. Yeah, that's a pretty picture. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt walking through there going, man, this is cool, but I'm not garnering that excitement that yeah. I thought I was going to have. No. That, like, oh, this is the museum. And I saw it in the Netflix documentary. And man, this is great. I was kind of, yeah. Yeah, this, could, yeah. It I, was cool to, to know that it was history, to think, oh, this used to be on display for her guests. And right here, they used to have dances and oh. there used to be a hundred people in here, you know, that kind of thought process tweaked yeah. with me, but looking at the art, I'm like, meh. No, I mean, I, I can appreciate a pretty picture. I yeah. can't appreciate the talent it took to make it. You can or can't? I I can because I can't do it, but I I don't give it another thought. I yeah. couldn't sit, you know how they, in movies at art museums, they have benches and people sit there and they look at the picture? Yeah. yeah. Oh no, oh no. Oh, see me too. Um, I'm the same. I, and that's why I'm saying I have to know the backstory to the art. I need to understand what it took. You know, when they say, oh, this took 12,000 hours and was painted with a pen and it was made. Then I start to appreciate it. Yeah. But if I just look at stuff, mm. meh, meh, cool. I'm just, and you know yeah. what really fucks with me? Yeah. Contemporary art. Don't. Oh. oh, my God. When they slap like a newspaper on something and glue it on and then. It's just, a, they just give it a backstory. Yeah. Oh, you know, I see impressionists and I see this is the future of the U.S. in this piece of paper crumpled <laughs> up. It's, it's got crumply edges and that just says how divided we, no, <laughs> it's no, bitch, you slapped paper <laughs> on, like, what are we doing here? You know, and yeah. that, it's all, I think art is how you sell it. Art is totally oh, yeah. how you sell it because you, even on Instagram or TikTok and stuff, you see people that, there's this one dude, he started making Six figures a year because he put a white canvas onto an electric drill um, and then would put a bunch of paint on it, squeeze the drill, and it would spin really quickly. Like spin art when you were growing up. Exactly. But yes. he did it. It was all about – then he would do custom colors and he would take requests. And people would be like, oh, you know, my 
grandma's got dementia. Can you do purple? And so you're like, oh, this one's for It's oh. spin art, bitch. Yeah. It's spin art. You put it on a drum. <laughs> but he thought about it first and he marketed and he it. Marketed and that's it. how it worked. And uh-huh. he's making six figures doing that shit. Wow. And it just blows my mind. So art, oh. I'm with you. I don't get it. I wish I understood it. But yeah. And that's how some people, I guess you're right, feel about music. It's yeah. there. They're fine. They can do with it or without it. But mm-hmm. to me, music's my life. And, yeah. and especially running, especially on those long runs. Like I keep trying to switch over to like different podcasts and things. But there's something about just having it kind of it's like meditating it just kind of guides my thoughts along it just it yeah. brings me in and out of thinking and then the song will be happy and i'm like oh yeah i start thinking happy thoughts and one will get really aggressive about putting your hands up if you want to die and i realize <laughs> why i want to die okay, when you're running do you have a different uh, i don't i don't know how this thing works with different but do you have like a different channel like running music that you've liked that has running music and then you have a different channel for workout music? No, I don't. Oh, okay. No. So I use YouTube music. A lot of people use Spotify and different things. I use YouTube music and it's called My Mega Mix. And I basically leave it up to the app, YouTube, to to just shuffle songs that I like. Okay. So I always kind of put it through there. But as I skip songs or listen to songs, even each time I open or each day mm-hmm. I use the app, it'll switch up some of the songs. Like I'll get a lot of common ones that it knows I like, mm-hmm. but it'll kind of switch it up in the moment too. Okay. It'll take me, it'll start leading down past, which is how I got to that really dark song. I'm gonna die. Put your hands up if you want to fucking die. No, I'm feeling good. I feel swole I today. Wanna I don't want to die, please. I don't want to throw this weight on how did I head. Yeah, How did I get here? I was so happy. Hey, you know what time it is? So, what time is it? It's time for a... Would you rather... I was thinking the same thing. And it's actually my turn to ask you. Yeah, it's your turn to draw. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Dan. Would you rather dumpster die for food? Or ask customers outside a restaurant to buy you a meal. Ooh, that's interesting for me too, because I've thought about both these scenarios being really? on the road. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there was one point in my life when I wanted to, um, do you remember when I wanted to go to Southeast Asia, like Vietnam and Thailand yeah, and do yeah. all that? And I wanted to hitchhike through it. That was my whole goal. I was like, oh, I could do that for like 5,000 bucks. I could hitchhike through Southeast Asia. I could live on food that was either thrown away or that's just on the streets. Like, oh my God, you I was, get so sick. I, that, that was your first reaction. I remember telling you, I was like, oh, I, I'll find food because food's left out everywhere. You can always find food. Oh, you can find I, it everywhere. Oh my God, you could die of um, that. And I, that was my whole plan was to do In it. In Vietnam, you're going to die. <laughs> I think I'm going to die. I think I'm going to put my hands up because I'm going to fucking die. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Uh, again, let me see. Okay. I'm a visual. Right. I, I knew right away. I just, if I were desperate, I would ask somebody to buy me food, even though I would hate to beg, but I certainly would never, ever, ever dumpster dive. I'm too afraid of those germs. See, I, I probably would dumpster dive before anything. Really? Yeah, and here's why, because I have. Oh, no. <laughs> but not really. It was unintentional. Oh. Um, but a lot of grocery stores will throw out really good food. They Okay, well, other people haven't been chomping on it. Yeah, that's what I mean. But it just says dumpster dive. There's there's a whole people that live on just dumpster diving. Because if a bread is one day expired, 
into the trash it goes. If a pepper hits an expiration date, into the trash it goes. And they'll be all sealed up and everything. Okay, well, I can, that's but, better than having someone eat half of a big meal. Well, I'm just saying that was back in the day. That's why that didn't, that question didn't shock me because I was ready to do that. Oh. There was a lot of things I was ready to do at that age. This was a while ago, six years ago, seven years ago. I was ready to really get after it. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I, I was going around and I was throwing, when I was living on the road, I went to throw my trash out. And it's amazing how not readily available trash cans are. You would think they're all over, yeah, but they're not when you're traveling. And I need bigger items, right? Cause I collect, I pack it all in, pack it all out. So I'm out there, I have whole trash bags full of shit mm-hmm. and uh, I needed a dumpster. So I went behind a grocery store, I think it was an Aldi and I went to throw it away and I opened the top and it was just food galore in there. Serious? Yeah, yeah, it was like, it was all wrapped up too. I took a pack of dinner rolls, I took some peppers, they, they were in there. They were all sealed up. They were perfectly fine. They were just sitting on top. And I threw my trash on one side and looked at the dinner rolls. There was no mold. There was nothing. I just grabbed them. Did you actually get inside the dumpster? No, they were right on top because oh. I was doing it quickly. Because you can get in big trouble by grocery stores um, for throwing their trash in theirs and for dumpster diving. It's actually a law in a lot of places oh, that you I didn't can't know that. dumpster dive. You can get in huge trouble for it. And those yeah. stores can too. It's one of those things in America that really pisses me off that we need to have a better recycling program for some of that food. Well, why don't we give it to homeless? Why do, Why can't we? Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot we could do with it. And yeah. it really is frustrating. What like, yeah, like one employee, I remember um, for Dunkin Donuts, I saw it online. They were collecting. There was just tons of donuts that they had to throw away at the end of each night. So he started collecting them all and was giving them to homeless. And he like filmed it. He got fired and he like fined. He fought it. He still lost his job. He fought all the fines, but he got in huge trouble because you can't do that. I wonder if he has to go straight into the trash. I think it's probably liability because people are sue happy. Well, that's what I mean. It's 100% liability. Yeah, so they get a Dale Donut and they say they get sick. They're going to sue Duncan Donuts. The homeless. Well, they could. I'm, they absolutely could. I'm not yeah. saying they don't have the resources. It's just a little more unlikely. But let's put a program together for that, right? Let's let's figure out how. Like if there's going to be a recycled, maybe you come to a collection point. You sign a waiver saying, I understand this is, these are day-old donuts and I'm getting them for, you know, even if you had to sign something. Yeah. Let's put it in people's mouths and bellies exactly. rather than throwing it away. So I always, I always get so frustrated because, yeah. You can get huge trouble for dumpster diving. But I, yeah, I'm with you, but I'm just saying we're a litigious society. Yeah. And we always want to blame somebody else. And so if somebody tries to feed you and you get sick, you're going to sue. Because uh, you. this is your way out of, I don't know, I can make millions by suing McDonald's because I ate a day-old hamburger. You know they're going to do it. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It's just, it's frustrating. It is. Because how many people agree. need the food and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think this, would you rather, I don't know, there's something weird, like, it kind of depends the situation I am in because this is dumpster dive for food or ask customers outside a restaurant. And it's kind of a weird, would you rather, because one's kind of, you know, you kind of do it on your own. You're almost at a loss for words, like uh, self-humiliating, right? But when mm-hmm. you ask customers, you have to like face somebody in the eyes and you have to ask them for it, right? right? One's like you risk looking like a grunge ball the other one you're you're asking people so i don't know it's kind of it's tough in that sense but what do you think you would you still still think you'd ask somebody before you jump in definitely before i dumpster dive but i mean it would be hard to ask somebody i mean how many times have you walked past somebody 
sitting on the corner, can I, I can I have five bucks for a burger or something like that? Now I have gone inside a restaurant and brought back food for some people. I got I got so boned. I got so boned. What so that boned? I got fucked by some homeless dude. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So I was getting out of my car and he was walking up to me. I forgot where I was at. This was this in Denver? No, this was somewhere on the road. I don't even remember. They kind of blurred together, but he was walking up and I saw it and I'm like, man, he's going to ask me for money. So I was like really prepared for it. Right. And so I get out of the car and he approaches me as expected. And he says, you got, you, you got some money, man. I said, no, sorry, but I got nothing. And I'm just walking. I'm walking across the street to the coffee shop. He goes, come on, man, you don't have a dollar or two? And I said, no, man, I, I don't have cash on me. I only carry cards. He goes, where are you going? And I said, well, to this coffee shop, to the coffee. And he goes, well, sweet, can you just buy me something on the card? And I was like, oh, man, he got me. Yeah. He got me because then my own lie backfired on me. Yes, because, yes. Because, yeah, I have got money on my card, but not. Okay, okay, bud, we can do this. So I said, sure. I said, let's go in. We'll, we'll get you a coffee here. So we walked in together and, and it's okay. I am happy to help people. You know, yeah. like, it, it's fine. So it's whatever. So we go in and the guy clearly, which kind of, I, I didn't like his look. He gave um, the homeless man. I thought it was really rude. Like you can tell he looked at me and then almost scoured at that guy. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Whatever. That's a different part. We walk in and I said, okay, you know, um, just, just pick out a thing you want and go from there. And this dude takes advantage of me. And I should have said something. Oh, my gosh. Right? But I was kind of a coward in that moment. But he goes, I'll take two of those scones. I'll take um, this kind of coffee. And you have a hot water. And actually, I'll take one of those breakfast sandwiches. Oh, man. And so at the end, and I should have That's said something. Rude. It ended up being $12 for him alone. Oh, my gosh. That is so rude. <laughs> for 12 I know. And I was like... I was like, here you go. Like, you enjoy. I hope you really enjoy your meal and all that. But I was like, man, I could have just given him a buck. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. that's all I had in my wallet was a little dollar, which is, I was like, no, I put it on a card. But 12 bucks. I was, yeah. I was pissed, but he got me. He got me so oh, good. The dude, the coffee did. guy, the coffee worker even knew. Like, he kind of looked at me and was like, oh, you got Ooh, taken. God, but. Like, he's giving him these warm scones and like this guy and i walk out of there with my americano that's all i wanted was coffee and water i just wanted a fucking americano and this this homeless man's walking out like he bought me something like who's who you know like, he's got his arm full of yeah gays. he's happy he's a clam and i'm walking out with a sad americano you just like, maxed out your car yeah like he did. i was like it was it was like 20 dollar bill for some coffee for you know i was like i just wanted my five dollar coffee which was already a lot because i'd only treat myself once every city i was in that was my way of kind of giving back locally i'd find nice. a local coffee shop get a local coffee even though i knew it was expensive and keep going yeah. so i well, really you... supported i supported that economy mm -hmm. the local homeless yeah. the local coffee man yeah like we were we were all in so. yeah he's just got a new bit he's thinking hey that worked i'm gonna try that on the next sucker yeah, it was like that worked really well. And you could see there was like, it was kind of a homeless area. It was a really nice coffee shop. It was kind of a homeless area. So when you walked out, it was like, it felt like zombie land. Like there was like four or five other individuals around, <laughs> kind of like, like kind of looking. I'm like, no. No more. No more. <laughs> yeah, ask that guy for a scone. He's I, got several. He's got so many scones and breakfast Get sandwiches. Get one from him. Just fucking ask him, okay? <laughs> I'm he not probably has multiple needles, multiple scones. <laughs> I don't know. Go ask that fucking guy. All right, stay away from me. 
No oh, more cranberry. I scone for about. any of you. Yes, I don't want to talk about this fucking <laughs> scone debacle. I'm out. I'm out. Leave me be. <laughs> so I got, to, I got taken for sure, for sure. But oh, I was happy to did, help. You him. did a good job. Yeah, you know, Mama's proud of you. Yeah, so yeah. I, I supported him. Yeah, but oh. yeah, that was kind of my only encounter with homelessness. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it like, you just kind of ignore, I think, the homeless. You turn, you turn a blind eye. And, and, and I know that it's, uh, it's hard. You know, if you put yourself in their shoes, I can't imagine that life. I no. can't. Um, on the other hand, you can't take into your soul um, everyone. Yeah. It's just too, too much. So you just kind of, honey, you did your good deed. I, I've given a... I bought in some food for a couple homeless people, but I don't every time. Yeah. No, and then I don't give. I have give money, given money, uh, to a family on the side of the road who looked desperate. Um, yeah, and what's wild too is like the homeless have become con artists too. Yeah. There's a lot of. There, there's this new homeless scam that's coming out, quote unquote, coming out. You know, coming out of the woodworks, but um, where they have what like a kid in their family play an electric violin and she's supposed to be really talented and she's getting after it and and you know they put out a sign like trying to get her here and they're all pre-recorded it's pre-recorded shit no yeah it was like the big scam that was going out because all these like a player piano but a player violin yeah and it's supposed to be like electric like they have it hooked up but really it's just a speaker and she's like fake getting after but they train them really well so it's like a kid playing oh my gosh and they look all sad and homeless i was with Trevor out in Virginia one time we went into the grocery store and there was a girl playing and once you actually stopped and looked at her oh it was so off really? it was so off I was like oh that's one of them okay it's happening and it, you, I've seen it a lot so they're getting scammy too this world this world's a wild place what what would you think well, I what I don't sometimes understand is there's a labor shortage right now. There mm. are jobs available to people. Mm. What is the call to begging? Uh, that type of stuff versus uh, getting a job. McDonald's paying 18 bucks an hour or something. So I don't understand why there's an appeal to begging unless it's they just simply don't want a nine to five job. That's that's all I can see. Um, I think there could be a bit of a mental health crisis as well. You know, you're absolutely right. Because mm-hmm. that, that has been a, a fault of this country, of the world, truly. I think yeah. we, we just shove down mental health we really just don't yeah talk about it and, and it's changing i think my generation has kind of become alert to it a little bit more times mm-hmm. are changing a little mm-hmm. bit but i think that that's a big part of it and i certainly hope you don't think that i'm this conservative bitch i'm not i'm i'm very much a liberal <laughs> so I'm, I'm just trying to play the devil's advocate of of why you would choose begging over something else. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not. Well, I, it, regardless of politics, we can question everything. Who yeah. cares what side it comes from? I wonder that too. Sometimes, yeah. you know, where I'm like, man, there are a lot of jobs. Now I get sometimes with educated individuals that are saying I can't find a job. Sometimes I get it because I, I think companies aren't necessarily valuing employees, and people are starting to realize that. Right. I, I think that. People are starting to say, hey, I, I am worth something. I am worth, you know, you're not going to, you know, like there's a whole company that just laid off like 100 employees 
and said that you can um, you can reapply if you'd like. And no one reapplied because they showed them what they'd be making. And, and there's another example of a. Um, why, 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 why did they lay them off? Was it Google? Oh, no, it, no, oh. it wasn't Google, but they, they were purchased by another. Um, oh, they were, they, the company was bought out. Oh, and so oh, they okay. like laid off all these people and so you can reapply for your jobs. Oh, but they like cut caught, they cut a lot of stuff. Like they changed it and oh, no one reapplied and it okay. really like fucked this business. Oh yeah. Um, and there was another one where I think it was a grocery store chain. I need to get some of my facts right. But um, I, th like they laid off a bunch in IT and marketing Yeah. and then offered them all retail jobs um, working retail. And then no one, no one wanted that and threw a big fit and the CEO said, well, we're offering you jobs. If you don't want it, we don't want you to work for our type of company anyways. Oh. I look at that and say, what a fucking slap in the face. If you've worked so hard to be in IT or marketing, yeah. and then you were offered retail. Not that there's anything wrong with retail, but clearly if you worked to one of those positions and that was kind of your specialty, right. and somebody slides that in under you and says, no, you can now be retail. Yeah. That's a slap in the face. It is. That's a slap in the face, you know? And that kind of shit, I think people are waking up to and saying, no, we, I bring value. I bring you know, I, I'm worthy of this much pay, of this type of benefit, of the, you know, I'm worthy of that. And that's what I'm going to stand for. So I think for the educated folk, there's a weird labor shortage mm. gap too, because people mm. are starting to wake up to say, I, I'm worth something. Yeah. You know, and these companies have been taking advantage of people for so long. But for individuals that need a job, homeless, I don't know. I, I could only say that it's mental health and, um, I don't and, know, maybe just education some, a bit. Maybe who can't can't uh, apply for a job simply because, first of all, maybe they're illiterate. There is an mm -hmm. illiteracy in our... Mm -hmm. And maybe undocumented, you know, yeah. not... Yeah, 100%. I mean... There could be there could be a host, but there are a bunch of jobs out there, so it definitely makes you wonder, yeah. you know. Um, but you have to have a social security number. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I'm not just talking undocumented from, you know, Mexico. I'm talking about... I mean, everywhere, yeah. everywhere wants to come in and try and, yeah. I, again, I'm, oh, I'm sounding so conservative. No, you're not. I don't mean to. I'm just trying to make a conversation. So. Um, <laughs> no, you're not. I, I think that to have a real conversation, we have to lift the veil of politics or coming from this side or that side. Because we can, uh, we can all say things that sound liberal or that sound Republican or sound whatever. But that's, that's an honest conversation is you're just picking up both sides, I think, because you're looking at all sides and having a yeah. conversation and people do want to come to this country. People do want to leave this country. True. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's really shit and it's really great. And it's really, you know, and so we, we definitely have a, um, a slight issue and, and I don't know. It's just a talking point, really. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm glad we solved that world problem, God, really. We're good. Damn, we're good. Actually, we didn't really solve shit. We just kind of... <laughs> oh. we, we discussed why it was happening. Didn't solve it? No. Oh, let me have my little dream. Oh, I know. We got to rework this. Are you you see where this... Uh, would you rather took us, though? Yeah. We, we went from trying to figure out this would you rather to um, solving the world's problems uh, unsuccessfully. You had to have some shit jobs. Actually, tell me about... Uh, Casa Bonita. So if anybody here is from Colorado, which I'm assuming is going to be the majority of our fan base to start, we all know Casa Bonita. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you dated a waterfall diver. I did. I did. <laughs> Didn't you? I did. I, di I dated a diver. And that well, was- Because you were, but you worked at Casa Bonita, right? In the gift shop. Legend. You're a in legend for this. the gift shop. 
And I had to wear a button. I kid you not. I got a raise. I got a 15 cent an hour raise. And I got to wear a button that said, pleasing you pleases me. <laughs> I was in high school no way. and a freshman in college during summer wearing that button. And you know how many gross old men made comments about, oh, I'm sure. Will you want to please me? Oh my God. Any, if that, they wouldn't allow that button now. I feel like that's something you would text me now. Cause you text me so weird and grammatically correct shit. Yeah. Like my pleasure, Dan. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm going to say, thanks for running to the store, mom. And you'll say, pleasing you pleases me. Talk to you soon, son. <laughs> it sounds innocuous. Like it's not a big deal. No, but my mind went there. As soon as you told yeah. me what that button said, my yeah. mind went there. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, that's weird. Isn't it? That is weird. And I, of course, as a kid, I never thought about it. But um, now looking back, I had some gross old men say stuff to me and but you, but I want to touch on that because, because my friends know Casa Bonita is a shit and you working there. But it was something when I was That lifts you up. up is like a legendary status. Yeah. And old. Oh. Look, that's not even rude. That's you the truth. You didn't need to say that. You're a dickhead. Mom, er, I'm so sorry. I forgot the er. It makes you older. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when Casa Bonita was being built. Really? Yes, yes. And, and and so I just hate to say this because anybody who works at Casa Bonita, I didn't have to wear an apron and the skirt and the headband. Because the gift shop girls, they hired they hired specific gift shop girls. That's all I'm going to say. No, come on. Release the dirt. Well, you... Did you have you, to look a certain way? You had to look a certain way. But you were a gift shop girl. I was a gift shop so girl. So you, you were in. I... I so what we're then, saying is you were... You were fucking sexy then i not that but um <laughs> not that um but i uh you and i'm not trying to i'm not bragging please but you couldn't please brag no this you, is our this is you, us we can you brag couldn't be your your size was taken into consideration i mean they had waist size breast size head size size all around dress like size. your size they they were picky about who worked in the gift shop and i and they, that wasn't known by the way, I mean, they didn't go out to well, say, I'm sure. yeah. but you did have to interview as a group. Well, I feel like it's an unknown thing about Hooters or it used to be yeah. like, like, there's just, you kind of know, like you don't know, but you know, Yeah. you know, you got to be some type of way. Yeah. And we were all young, um, like in high school and, and I did it when my freshman year in college too. We were all young, um, who worked there and anyway. I don't know where I was going with this. Well, you're what you're trying to tell the audience is pleasing them pleases us. <laughs> is what you're really trying to say. You just wanted to make sure that hey guys, if you're you're pleased by this podcast, that pleases us. <laughs> and my mom's ready to please. So if you need to be pleased, pleasing her pleases us. Pleasing <laughs> wait. Her pleasing you pleases me. Wait, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm saying this wrong. Skittles pleasing who? Who's pleasing who? She pleases me. Skittles. I pleased. I still have my button. She's pleased by us pleasing you. <laughs> but I had to bring that story up because uh, I still think it's cool that a you worked there and b you dated a cliff diver. So that yeah, my mom, your your club, you're badass. I, I was badass. You're one badass motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he met me. Actually, he didn't meet me. Okay, I was in the junior Miss pageant, second runner up. Of course you were. Told you, and badass. he was in the band. And so he came into the gift shop and introduced himself, and he was a diver. And we dated for a summer, but I have to tell you, and I hope he's not listening, 
and I can't remember his name. Why? I hope he is listening. Um, so the weirdest date I've ever had was with him. He was my oh, weirdest really? date. Oh, and we were going to talk about weird dates. Yeah. So he. But do you want to release this right now? Okay. Yeah, let us let us have it. I want to hear this weird date. Okay. It was it was pretty much my only really weird date. He was a he was in the theater, um, and we went to a dinner theater, and our reservations. He went up. He was dressed all in black when he picked me up, and he went up to the receptionist and she said, "What's your name, please?" Bond. James Bond. No, he didn't. Oh, he did. He bonded her? He bonded James Bond. I was mortified. Straight faced? Oh, yeah. And that's what the, re- it was under there. It was the restaurant. His, that was what his reservation was under. No. He actually put it as Bond, James Bond? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. And of course, I'm back. What, what a fucking s- weirdo. I'm sorry. I was sorry. back in high school or Has something. Has to be said. And, you know, think girls back then everything and you know teenagers you're mortified about everything i was mortified i was mortified i think that's the last date i had with him as it should be yeah holy shit i thought it was gonna and then he looks over and maybe elbows you see that's forgivable if somebody says like ha 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 you're like uh that was weird but i can forgive it no no it really was his reservation was under bond could you imagine because he had at that time your guys' age you had to call in and make reservations yeah Yeah. i haven't done that in a while so he had to think about this yeah. and be like, oh, this is going to be funny. And no, he had to no. call. No, it he wasn't had to, funny. That's what I'm saying. He had to think it was funny, <clears throat> call in, plan this all out, right? Call in and say, oh, uh, reservation under Bond. What's the first name? James. He had to do all this. <laughs> but he didn't think it was funny. He was so serious as a heart attack. He dressed No, he all had black. to think it was funny. No, honey. He did not. Well, he I had to think didn't. it was funny. I certainly didn't. He had to be dry. Yeah, I, no one does. I was kind of a stick in the butt, though, back. Truly. I mean, I, I could see that. I didn't much. I was, you were, too, you were I was too mortified you were to think it was bit. funny. So maybe, maybe he's, maybe it's all right. Maybe he was okay you're, that we didn't date again. You're in the majority. Yeah. You're in the majority thinking that's not funny. Okay. It's not. You run away from that stuff. I was, I was too prim and proper back there anyway. Oh. Very prim and proper. Ew. And the divers. I think he would be, I thought he would be like the cool dude. No, no. Like the cool cliff diver. No. Uh, Cause you all you always see them there at Cosmo and you're like, man, those are. And those, they were the cool guys. They are the cool guys, right? Cause they're up on the cliff. It was status to date the, a cliff diver. Yeah, but then mm-hmm. he's James Bond. He, Thanks. yeah. Now that I put it all together and say that out loud, yeah, he probably did think he was like James Bondy and was dead serious. Yeah, I, I maybe again, maybe it was just me having a stick up my ass because I didn't have a good sense of humor back then. So. Yeah. No, but it's not. It's not. I'm just telling you right now. Clear that off your conscience. That's fucking weird. Okay. Well, do you have to tell me about a weird date? Did you ever have a weird date? Oh, weird date? No, not really. I was thinking about jobs though, because I'm still thinking about jobs. Okay. I got to. I got to tell you about a good one I had. Okay, tell me. The hot dog cart. Oh, I remember the hot. Remember dog when cart. I worked at the hot dog cart? Yeah. Shout out Woody's. Even though I'm a little upset with Woody's, but um, yeah, that was the gig. That yeah. was the gig right there. Was the hot dog? Was cart. that just one summer? Yeah, it was one summer and it was it was full time, but it was three days a week. So I'd work, um, or what was it? Yeah, it was three days a week. Well, it wasn't officially full, full time, but I would do 12 hour days. I would do three 12s, yeah, yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Which was so sweet during the summer because then I got all the other days off. Yeah. And you get to hang with your friends and do whatever. And I made tape money. 
I gotta hang out outside of Home Depot. Yeah. There's just dudes walking by, just doing, sh- just dudes chilling, getting away from their wives, and it was me just hanging out. Yeah, weren't you not allowed to put out a tip jar? Yeah, see, that's why I was a little upset with them because, well, they didn't say I couldn't, but the, uh, so basically what happened was it was the owner who owned all the Woodies, like it originated in Hawaii and they came out here. And so that owner and her two sons managed this one. So it was like basically direct report was like my boss was the CEO and owner of all the Woodies, his son. And so he was cool. I'm not going to say his name. Definitely did cocaine. Definitely did a lot of cocaine. (laughs) He would, he would just show up and be kind of sluggish. And then he'd always go to the bathroom always. And he'd come back out and just go over everything all the time. He's, he just, you know, we clean these counters yet today. I asked you, these need to be a little bit more clean. If we could just, how long have these hot, did you temp your hot dogs yet? And just sniffling and rubbing his nose. And oh man, he was after the cane, yeah. which was kind of fun. He was a nice enough guy, but his mom was a bitch, total bitch. She's the CEO of the place. And yeah, I had a tip jar up. And it said tipping isn't just for cows. Yeah, which is funny. Which is funny. And I'm, I was high school or just out of high school. I think I was just out of high school. Making minimum wage. Yeah, like chilling. I was happy, I was whatever, but I'm not, you know. My point is, I'm not swindling anybody. I'm not, it wasn't tipping isn't for just for cows. That's funny. That's not anything aggressive. No. And she just walks, she just crumples it up. Like the one time she flies in from Hawaii and looks at the car, everything is great. I'm their top grossing salesman. And she comes by and just grabs it, crumples it up and just throws it away. Looks me right in the eyes while she's on the phone, shakes her head and then walks away. That is so rude. I mean, what a bitch. Are you serious? That I got tips because that was funny. People would say that, but oh, that's hilarious. They throw a buck in. Everybody tips. You know, but you know how I even got the most tips? How? was because after that, fuck that bitch. So I started just giving away freebies all the time. And that got me tips. Oh, yeah. I would see some dude chilling in the corner and it was a hot day. Oh, here's a free soda. <laughs> oh, I'll do that all the time. Oh man, you look hot. You want a you wanna soda? Here, let me hook you up with a Sprite. So I'd pour up a Sprite and I'd get it to him. They said, I know $5 in my tip jar. I didn't need to do that, man. Here, I would have bought that anyway. So in my tip jar, that's when I started making real money. So joke's on you because that was the shit. I would just start like handing out little drinks or I'd walk away from the cart and help people load. Yeah. I would load up their cars for them. One dude offered me a job, but I wasn't old enough because he worked at a liquor store. He's like, oh, you'd be a great... What am I trying to say? <laughs> joke, my frontal loader. lobe is gone. He'd be a great liquor yeah, loader. Yeah, he'd be a great liquor loader. No, he's like, oh, that was, you're so friendly. That was so nice of you. Like, are you, how old are you? And I said, oh, I'm 18. He goes, oh, man, because my liquor store's opening up. We could really use someone like you. How much you make? And I told him, he was, we would pay double that. Like, he was all about it. And he wow. gave me his card and said, when you're, you know, when you're of age, let me know. You can come work for us, blah, blah, blah. He was just so impressed that, like, I was managing both, yeah. which I'm not bragging. I'm just saying, Fuck that cart because I just walked away and helped him. Yeah. So a note out there to bosses who yeah. are bitchy yeah. to their hourly employees. Be careful where you place value. Because, yeah. Because the tip jar wasn't ruining your little business. No. And it pushed me to help people. And I brought in more money because of that. For sure I did. Because yeah. I could have just been in the corner, the dopey hot dog guy. Yeah. Just but I would there. help them. I'd pour some drinks. You know, I, I paid for some of those too. You know, because I wasn't trying to rob woodies right so i would sometimes i'd pay for the drink myself and bring it to somebody but yeah it was you know 
Out of your tipping jar. Yeah, it all came around. <laughs> but so when the, she left and flew back to Hawaii, you put your tipping jar out, right? Oh, you're damn right. Oh, yeah. Because her son didn't care. He was too coked out of his mind. He didn't give a <laughs> shit. He just he wanted to go there to do coke and load up. And usually he was running the restaurant while I ran the, the cart. So he would drive, and which I never knew why he wanted to run the restaurant of the cart. The cart was a sweet gig. But um, yeah, at the very end, it was super cool because... Last day, or I think maybe two days of my job or something like that, but I wore a hot dog costume. Oh, yes, I remember. Yeah, I put on that. the hot dog costume yeah. and I just knew, I was like, oh, she saw me, she'd be so pissed. And her son wasn't the happiest with it. He's like, oh, I know you're on your way out, but you know we can't be doing this. Um, and partially because I would just stand on the outside of the cart and say, ask me about my wiener. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was from that movie. Uh, what was that? Uh, it was like the movie was in college, but I was just staying outside my hot dog costume. I was like, ask me about my wiener. And I was just, I was just yelling that out in my little hot dog costume to everybody that would walk by. Yeah, it was so great. I just didn't give any more chance. And I just had my little costume on and I knew she'd be so mad at me. So mad at me for it. So I was doing that. But they also had like bright neon green coupons that we were supposed to hand out. Yeah. Like huge ones. Not coupons, like little coops mm, from no. Kings. Like we're talking letter size page here. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, like an eighth of a, of a regular piece of paper. Yeah. So it was this big, like it was an 11 by like three Yeah. and we had to hand them out and people hated them. They yeah. were bright. You know, you couldn't pocket that. You had, you got your wood in your hands. People were walking out with all their wood yeah. in their hands. Some people had their cock in their hands. They're coming yeah. out of Home Depot. Right. So, oh, uh, that cock. Uh, oh, uh, but they, <laughs> their hands are full, right? Of cock right. and wood. And they're not, they don't want to grab this. And he was always so mad. So I would just take like 50, 60 of them and just straight throw them away at the end of the day. Yeah. Just so it looked like I was handing out coupons. And he, great job. This is, this is what we want to see from you. But then he started questioning. He goes, you know, I'm not seeing many of those coupons in the restaurants. Cause that's, that was their ploy. Uh, you give them a coupon and it was good for the restaurant. I see. He's like, we haven't been seeing many of them. Like, oh, I wonder why that is. I don't know why. Did you think about asking about their wiener? Yeah. Because pleasing me pleases you. Pleasing me pleases, pleases you pleases me. <laughs> pleasing them pleases us. So you listen up, but if you just please them, they can they please you too. Please you. They would please you too. So. <laughs> Speaking of jobs, I don't know why. You know, you just sometimes you got to give jobs a try. Yeah. And I, I feel like I come... With a decently educated background. Yeah, you do. I would say you so. You went to a private great <laughs> I'd, university. I'd, I'd say I have a pretty decent education. Sometimes, look, this is just my ego talking, but sometimes, and no offense, if you've got, if you're a grocery store worker, trash man, Domino's delivery driver, We still good. love you. We lo thank you for what you do. Absolutely. But it's not necessarily the job for me. And sometimes it's my ego talking. Like, I would love to just go in with my resume and just be like, look, you want me as an employee. Like, I would just, you know, run that interview. Look, you want me. Trust me. I'll be here on time. I want this much in money. You know, and just see what happens. For what? For, for what? To be what? Yeah, yeah. like Domino's, like, like, a, like a pizza okay. driver or yeah. work in a grocery store. <clears throat> Something that's less than I think is my caliber. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm not putting down people that do that because it's needed, it's valued. I'm glad you have a job. I, I love everybody in all positions in this world. I think I think my caliber is a little higher. 
for what I seek for myself job-wise. Right, right. So to me, that would be, I'd be kind of a shoe-in for some of these positions is what I'm saying. They may and not I, take you seriously, though. You, you, that's what I'm saying. It's a bit yeah. of an ego thing because, I, again, I'm not a shoe. And they could look at me and go, like, you got a fucking attitude problem. Yeah, no. this is just a joke. Get, get your ass out of here. Get your ass out of here. So, see, we it's just an ego thing. But, and tie off. but sometimes I think about that. Like, it would be fun to just kind of stroll in and be like, look, here's yeah, the deal. You want me. I want $33 an hour. <laughs> I'm going to be here on time. I'll be the best you have. You're going to hire me. Give me a call in an hour and let me know. I'll be ready to start my shift. And just, out I go. It'd be cool. I just think about that. It's almost like that thought of like, what would you do with a million dollars? Yeah. Like sometimes you get lost in that. Yeah. That's one of those ego ones. Like, oh, I would just love to just destroy an interview. Yeah. Yeah, they probably wouldn't take you seriously is they what I'm thinking. Wouldn't. What if they did though? I don't know. You should. You could try it. You know what I think is kind of fun too? What? You can be whoever you want. You can absolutely be whoever you want to be. Did you ever think about that? Like to anyone else in this world, you could just make a business card that says whatever you want it to say on it. Okay. And oh. you could put phone numbers and you could put. I think like, people do do that. Oh, they probably do. Oh yeah. They scam people and they have false resumes and. But sometimes I don't, I don't think, yeah, you know, I don't want to get too deep on it, but I don't think like kind of fluffing your resume is too bad because I think a lot of jobs do that to you too. They yeah. kind of fluff what they say on their like job description. Yeah. You know, they expect a lot more. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with, with kind of fluffing. Yeah. Okay. Have you ever fluffed a resume? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I've fluffed. Have you? Oh, I've fluffed. Not in the biggest of ways, but like, like some of my sales stuff, you know, I would just put that I made a few more sales than I did or, you know, brought in few more thousand dollars than I actually brought in <laughs> shit that's really hard to like actually fact check like you'd have to go down down yeah, like way yeah. down the line to uh -huh. actually be like did he bring in two hundred thousand dollars in this or not selling shoes really yeah hot dogs yeah he made two hundred thousand dollars selling hot dogs oh come on that's believable <laughs> I can slang wang I can slang a Nathan's dog baby <laughs> but they, they knew that really yeah that Dan, man, that's a million dollar cart you got sitting there. He's million dollar days. He said it, it's got to be true. He put on the costume in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I, do. I yeah. believe it. Yeah, he made a million dollars that day. <laughs> Hell yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, jo Jobbies are one of those. I don't know. I, I've had some weird ones too. I worked for Scott's Miracle Grill. Oh, Remember I, that, that one? That was very short lived. What happened? I don't know. I don't even know. That one always confuses me. I got shit training. It was almost like I was set up to fail because I really did get piss poor training. And then their scheduling was all over the place and I was getting blamed for it. Like he'd switch it up last minute um, and it was a paper thing. So I'd have to go to the store to check. So I'd go into the wrong one and look at the schedule and then I'd be at the wrong store and he'd call me. And it was just an odd, that was odd weird. gig. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, the the manager, my boss, and then my fellow employee were like really close. And they used to make fun of me all the time because I had an Audi at that time. Remember that was yeah, that yeah. stint where I bought that Audi after yeah. my truck. Yeah. So they were always giving me shit for it. Oh, you must be rich. You got this job because your parents. You just don't even need this job, do you? We really need this job. And you don't. You're just here driving your Audi. Like all the time, they would kind of chuckle about it. And I was like, uh -huh. what is this? Like, I'm just trying to hit. So when it, when it ended, I was like, okay. Yeah. And I stole their tent. Uh, we stole that what? in the garage. Scott knows where you are. They're going to be finding you. Yeah, well, fuck them. They made decent products. Yeah. 
but I guess they're not that was sponsor a, us. I know, whatever. You know what? Speaking of sponsorship, you know what I was thinking about the other day? What? If Chobani wants to sponsor us, that'd be great. You eat so much of that. So much Greek yogurt. I was thinking about the other day. I was <laughs> like, gosh. I was like, you know what would be a great sponsorship is anybody that makes Greek yogurt. <laughs> you how much do you go through? Oh a my ton. god, I thought about it the other day. So because usually I have like in the mornings, I'll have a cup of Greek yogurt. Yeah. The macros on it are insane. No sugar, no fat, and like 12 grams of protein. It's like, they're like protein bombs. And so I'll usually have like a cup in the morning, a cup with my lunch, then at night afterwards, I'll have a cup. So I go through about three cups of Greek yogurt a day. And then I have my Greek yogurt plain that I put on everything. So you've seen me, I put that on my Everything. turkey wrap because I use it for sour cream. So I'll put it on my turkey wraps. I like to mix it with my protein powder at night. So I have it a big bowl of that there too. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. I think in a week I'll go through two cases of those six packs. Yeah. And the tubs. So yeah. I could really use a Greek yogurt sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. I realize I'm put spending- Put it out in the universe. I'm spending most find of my money us. on Greek yogurt. Stefani, find us. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys can come out- we need, all right, here's what we need. We need Boda Box, Buttery Chardonnay, and Chobani. Look, we got mental health and physical health covered. Chobani and Boda Box, get at us. Get at us, man. Because I need my Greek. Yeah. Um, cool. I think that we're going to wrap this one up today. This has been fun. It has been fun. It was, it was, I hope you guys learned something. And I love solving the world's problems. Me too. That's what we do today. Because you know what we say after every podcast, Ma? What do we say? Pleasing you pleases us. <laughs> Hopefully you all have a great day, evening, afternoon. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.